Welcome to Season 5 of the Shock Your Potential Podcast with your host, best-selling author and international speaker, Michael Sherlock. The Shock Your Potential Podcast is dedicated to entrepreneurs looking to up their game, increase their income, and scale their businesses to new heights. Shock Your Potential is a professional services company providing affordable services to small businesses, matching entrepreneurs with virtual assistants, and offering specialized leadership and sales training to companies around the world. Learn more today at shockyourpotential.com and listen in now to another motivating episode that will help you to shock your potential. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Shock Your Potential. I am your host, Michael Sherlock, and all month long, we are talking about something that is very important to me, and I know it's important to you, and that's how do we keep balance for ourselves mentally, spiritually, emotionally, physically, and being more mindful of how we take care of ourselves so that we can not only perform best in life, but also to be able to perform best in our work and our goals for ourselves. So we are going to talk about this from a very unique perspective from somebody who wears so many hats. And as I was researching him, I was blown away by all the things that he does. And we're going to talk about how he finds that it's important for us to keep some of that balance. I can't wait to learn from him. So uh, Frank Ramos is a partner, so he's a legal partner at Clark Silvergate, where he practices in the areas of commercial litigation, drug and medical device products, catastrophic personal injury. So he's dealt with some pretty tough issues. He's listed in the best lawyers in America for his defense work and product liability matters. And in 2020, best lawyers recognized him as lawyer of the year in product liability defense litigation. Now, get this, he has written over 20 books and also collaborated on several others, written over 400 articles for lawyers and professionals, but not just on things related to the law. So he also talks and writes extensively on leadership, management, social media, diversity, mentoring, pre-trial and trial skills, and even more. And today we're going to talk about the importance taking care of yourself mindfully in your profession to be the best you can be. So joining me from Miami is Frank. Thank you for being with us today. Oh, thanks so much for having me. Thanks so much for that delightful introduction. Oh, it's great. I, when I got your um, bio, first of all, quite a while ago, I was like, this is a really, I love having people who do so many different things, but have a passion for doing them all well. So I just know a little bit about you from your bio. I've stalked you a little on your uh, social media, <laughs> um, read a couple of your things, was listening to one of your other podcast uh, episodes that you were on with somebody else. And I know we're gonna have a great conversation, but I hit the highlights. Tell us a little bit more about you and your business, not just your legal practice, but the other things that you do as well, but how this helps you to help others shock their potential. Sure, I've been practicing for about a quarter of a century, practice here in Miami in the areas you described. In addition to my legal practice, I do a lot of writing and speaking uh, in the areas of leadership, management, and mentoring, and a whole host of other issues, not just for lawyers, but other professionals. And I find that those opportunities help me grow, help me be a better lawyer, but also develops referral sources, relationships that lead to more work and growth to our law firm, which is down here in Miami. And so I think the biggest takeaway from what I've been doing is that it's very fulfilling, but it also has certain uh, opportunities that uh, allow itself to grow your business and to grow your footprint, both online and out in the real world. Mm. So absolutely true. And that's why before we started taping, 
you know, I always ask my uh, guests what, what they gain from being guests on other podcasts. And it's really fun. I mean, they're, they're very much the similar answers to everybody, but I love it when people are very clear about I'm doing this strategically because it's great to have all those connections. It's great to meet new people. It is, it's wonderful, but doing it and doing it appropriately will grow your business and it will grow your reach. It'll grow your opportunities and you never know what may come from any of those. And I think that's really important for all of us to recognize is that uh, it is okay to have a a strategy with that. um, And also then to have fun with it and not have to make it uh, have to have an outcome that you're looking for every time. No, absolutely. I think every podcast host, every publisher, every writer has a certain vantage point. They're certainly going above and beyond the average person. And I always love partaking and speaking with and enjoying the company of other professionals that are sort of reaching beyond the everyday. And even if it's a podcast uh, on a topic that I don't necessarily speak on a lot or an area that I'm not completely or absolutely familiar with, the opportunity to talk to others and get their vantage point perspective is valuable. You know, it's funny. I always uh, say, cause I love to speak. I mean, before the pandemic, that was a hundred percent of my business and now we've had to diversify it, but <laughs> I love, and I've always said, you know, you put me in a room and the speaker doesn't show up. I don't care what they're talking about. You just put me up on stage. I'll figure it out. I'll figure out how to talk about quantum physics. I'm not sure how, <laughs> I won't, I won't make anybody change their career, but (laughs) I can do it because I love, because I could just stand up there and ask questions and ask questions. You know, why are you here? Why did you come to this conference and and getting to know people and what motivates them or why they have their podcast or what their message is or who their audience is. is fascinating. It absolutely is. I think each of us has something to offer. Each of us have a certain set of talents and views and perspectives that we can all learn from. Yeah. You know, a couple of years ago, actually during the pandemic, and I was in Florida, my husband and I, uh, we live in Philadelphia, but, you know, when we had to work somewhere and we could work anywhere, uh, we went down state at my uh, mother-in-law's condo in Naples for about four months. It was great. And one day my husband said, oh, hey, you know, do you want to go out, you know, someplace that we were going to meet some people for happy hour? And I said, no, I've got to be, I'm a guest on somebody's podcast. And he goes, well, how late does it go? I go, they've scheduled me for 90 minutes. He goes, 90 minutes. What are you going to talk about for 90 minutes? I go, I don't know if I would have known it was going to be 90 minutes. I wouldn't have done it. Well, as it turned out, we barely stopped talking after two hours. I had a ball with the people. I don't know what they ever did with it all. I don't know. (laughs) You know, I got done and my husband's like, "Uh, hello, we missed happy hour. (laughs) I'm like, well, that's because we're in Florida and happy hour started at three. (laughs) So talk a little bit about Miami Mentor, because this is that's a different side of what you do besides your legal practice. What made you decide to go that route and also you know, provide different kinds of opportunities and mentorship for other business professionals? Yeah, most of my books, uh, writings, and even the website I have, MiamiMentor.com, is directed toward younger professionals, not just lawyers, but younger professionals as a whole. And when I first started out, uh, I suffered a lot from imposter syndrome, didn't think I was particularly well-equipped or understood the profession, law school is sort of a trope, but it doesn't really teach you for the practice. And probably two or three years out, I really felt like I was a fraud. And so I started writing these short-form articles for local publications that were very much how-to pieces and how to do this, do that, very fundamental, basic things. But it was more for myself than anybody else to actually show myself that I actually had learned a thing or two in the last few years. And that sort of set me off on writing and speaking on a lot of basics really for a lot of young folks and so 
And, and that's sort of evolved from just teaching people how to do pre-trial cross-tools for lawyers to uh, being a better leader, to being a better speaker, to writing, being published, to owning the room and developing confidence and a whole host of things. And I keep sort of pushing the envelope and sort of pushing the boundaries a little bit to see how much further and what else I can uh, touch upon because no matter what career profession or job you have, there's so many different facets to it. You know, all of us need to be good communicators. We have to be, be able to advocate on behalf of ourselves and our businesses. We have to be able to write well. We have to be able to present well um, with leadership skills and management skills. And so it really doesn't matter where we're at. Uh, people who have those skill sets and use them effectively are the ones who are going to rise to the top, either at a given business or starting their own, becoming their own entrepreneurs. So that's sort of how that kind of gave birth. And each time I do that, each time I sit down and come up with an article or a presentation on a given topic about how to do whatever it might be, I think I learned that topic that much better. You know, you kind of go from doing something to writing it down and then teaching it. And by the time you can actually teach it to somebody else, you've come close to mastering it, not having mastered it already. And so a lot of what I do is actually pretty selfish. I kind of want to prove to myself that I actually know a thing or two and then kind of uh, improve upon whatever skill set I'm working on. And so if I get an idea in my head, if I want to become a better marketer, if I want to become a better leader, I'll sit down and write a book about it or I'll do a presentation on it or I'll blog or post about it or whatever it might be. And in the process, I think I really come to understand that area much better. And I kind of really think through what it entails and what to do to improve upon that skill set. And then by the time I can actually finish the book or talk about the book, then not only have I have a book that I can share with other people, that skill that I'm discussing, I've improved upon a great deal. I love that quote. When I want to learn more about something, I sit down and write a book about it. That's I love that. <laughs> because it's so, I mean, I love that focus because it's so much about exploring and learning and continue being a continued learner. Because most people say, I know I'm an expert at it. So I wrote the book and yours, you know, I love the perspective of, I want to be better at it. So I'm going to dive into it. And by doing that, I will write about it. It's a great, it's just a really, it's a unique perspective, but it's, it's really, I think it should make us all stop and think about what we take for granted versus what we still need to learn and what, how, how we learn and how we want to present that learning to the world. Yeah, I mean, we all have a, you know, a realm of influence, a realm of expertise, and in the process of bringing the paper, we kind of realize where we fall short and what else we need to develop and what else we need to learn. And we also kind of learn, know and learn a lot more than we give ourselves credit for. And so the whole experience itself, of bringing pen to paper or keys uh, or fingers to a keyboard, uh, really kind of reveals yourself what you're capable of and what you can actually accomplish. Yeah. And, you know, and I want to ask you too, this whole thing about mentorship is I think a really interesting question today. And I don't want to start, start statements with in my day, because when I say that, I, I remember at some point when I was in my early twenties saying, I know I'll be old when I start a sentence with in my day, <laughs> now I do it all the time. So apparently I'm old, but in, in my day, we did actually, um, seek out mentors uh, and maybe not formally, but people that we knew were going to mentor us in some way. And, you know, flash forward to uh, next month, I'm going to be uh, leading another session of an emerging leaders group within a very um, specific industry. 
and I've got 25 or six people in there and I had them all do like a pre questionnaire, you know, so I could get to know them a little bit more about their businesses. They're all very unique. And I asked them all if they have ever or currently have a mentor and of the 26 responses that I've had, I think I only had three that said they've ever had, or do have a mentor. And I thought that was really sad um, because there's so much benefit, but I, I don't know, I don't know that we prioritize this in, in the work world and business world today. I I've thought about it a little bit, but I haven't really gone deep in it. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I, I think the way we conduct business has changed fundamentally. I mean, traditionally there's always an apprenticeship model getting back to the middle ages, you know, oh, yeah. or whatever blacksmith, the apprentice with or the, Blacksmith was in town. Eventually, you learned of your his tutelage and became a blacksmith. And uh, lawyering for many years was very much an apprenticeship novel. Well, it still is in some countries like Canada and other other places where you have articling and so forth. Um, and so much is learned really at the feet and sort of next to more experienced people in whatever career profession you're in. And the idea that you're going to learn it in school, you'll learn some of it. You'll learn sort of the black and white uh, of it, but uh, so much of what we do, and no matter what career you're pursuing, certainly running your own business, you kind of learn as you do, and you can and you want to do that. Or there's somebody who has already made the mistakes you want to avoid and learn from him or her uh, in terms of how best to operate a business, or run a business, develop a business, market a business, whatever it might be. And I'm not really sure at what when we stopped mentoring and when we yeah. stopped seeking out mentors, but it's really fundamental for. Anybody success to see people out in their industry, maybe people in similar or complementary industries, and just take them out for coffee. You know, I think most people are very generous with their time and their expertise. And if you were just to invite, you know, if you ran a small business and you were in sales and there was maybe even a competitor and you wanted to talk to him or her about what they did, you'd be surprised how often they'd be happy to sit down with you and share some insight with you. Um, yeah. And I think there are a lot of uh, older individuals who are sort of in the sunset of their careers who don't want to completely give that up and don't want to give up their knowledge base and they want to share with other people. And they're out there and if you, you know, they belong to organizations, trade associations you probably belong to. And they're yeah. probably still active on the perimeter of the periphery, you know, reach out to them. But I think it's so important that no matter what career or job or opportunity you pursue, that you seek out people who've done it already and learn from their mistakes and from their successes. Absolutely. And I, it just makes me wonder, have we lost it because people are afraid of not looking like they're, they know what they're doing? And I've actually had people, I've, I've, this group that I'm working with, I've worked with them before with this emerging leaders group. And once I get them through enough sessions, there's usually someone who will say, I haven't sought out a mem mentor within my company because I don't want people to think that I don't know what I'm doing. And it's, and it's such a different perspective as opposed to, hey, I, I, you know, I want to learn from you. I want to, I just want to hear from you. But I think your idea of, you know, just invite them out for coffee, just to say, hey, tell me about yourself. Tell me about your career. You don't have to pick somebody and make them be your formal mentor. You can just ask them questions. And if you have them in your, in your network, then they are people you can re rely on when you need a trusting ear that you know, it, it's something that you can fall back on. Just something else, another tool in your toolbox. Yeah, and there's value to get different vantage points, perspectives from different people. Yeah. It's sometimes more valuable to have an hour of coffee with 20 different people than 20 hours with the same person, depending on who that person is, I suppose. But uh, yeah. you know, I've often learned a lot of things just over a 20-minute coffee, 
across the street. There's a, a French pastry uh, pastry store across the street that I have to meet people for coffee, and whether it be younger lawyers, more experienced lawyers, or business professionals. And it's a very open-ended conversation. There's a real agenda. We're not there to discuss a specific matter or case or whatever it might be. And uh, I learned a lot from them. And that mm. was much younger lawyers who are seeking out my mentorship. You know, I learned from them in terms of just understanding how to communicate with younger people, what they consider important, because you know, in order to run any team, most teams these days are multi-generational and understanding uh, each generation, what his or her, their needs are is quite important and crucial. Absolutely. And I was going to ask you right before we go to break, because I, I was looking through your website and I loved your, I was just clicking on your, you know, have a coffee chat and you, I like your little line that you have now become like a, you know, a, a de facto barista and you've turned your office into a <laughs> coffee shop. So I expected to, uh, you know, show up today and see your coffee shop and having me making me a latte from far away. <laughs> All right, next time. <laughs> well, Frank, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to hear from our sponsor for the month and we will be right back. Do you want to be a go-to expert that news reporters, anchors, and media producers turn to? Are you a media professional looking for credible, reliable, and timely guests? If you answered yes to either of those questions, then shock your media potential is for you. This one-of-a-kind platform connects vetted experts with news professionals around the globe. As a part of our launch celebration, you can participate for free in our Shock Your Media Potential virtual conference running March 28th through April 1st. Together with my co-host, Eddie Luisi, known as stage manager to the stars and also stage manager for Good Morning America, we have interviewed 25 media personalities and professionals to ask them the questions you need to know the answers to. Like, how can I make myself more newsworthy? How do I best pitch a story? How do I get invited back again and again? And much more. Some of our guests are household names with exceptional on-camera careers. Others are award-winning directors, producers, camera operators, audio engineers, celebrity hair and makeup professionals, and so much more. To learn more about our platform and our conference today, go to shockyourmediapotential.com. And we are back with Frank Ramos. And we are talking about a lot of different elements to business, which I think are really um, valuable for us to think about. And I told you, you know, our month, our, our theme for the month is, you know, taking care of ourselves more mentally, emotionally, spiritually, physically. Um, but this mindfulness, and I wanted you to talk a little bit about where you, what you see this perspective as today. And I know before we started taping, you said, you know, especially the last couple of years has really thrown us for some loops in terms of taking care of ourselves mentally as professionals and as individuals. Um, what, what do you, uh, what are, what have you noticed over the past couple of years that we should all be more aware of today? I, I think we overlook how important personal relationships are. Because we're so uh, stuck on doing work and meeting certain deadlines and achieving certain goals that we overlook how important our families, our friends are, and just colleagues are just doing things like grabbing coffee as we were talking in the earlier segment or just going down the hallway and meeting somebody. And the last two years, because of obviously COVID and related reasons, most of us became very isolated physically from each other. And we replaced face-to-face in-person contacts with uh, Zoom calls and team calls and text messages and direct messages and all that has its role in its place, no doubt, but it seemed to have replaced 
the need to just be in the same room together, look each other in the eye and, and have real deep and more meaningful conversations. And I think for us to sort of ensure that our mental health is being addressed and now that we're finally sort of at the tail end, I hope, of the pandemic and things are closely, if largely returning back to normal, being more strategic and intentional about meeting people in person and mm -hmm. making the time to meet people. We're all busy and grabbing somebody, meeting somebody for lunch to be a two hour, three hour affair, depending on where you're going, how long lunch is. But I believe uh, that you can always meet somebody for coffee. Like I mentioned earlier, there's a coffee shop across my office or a few others, like Starbucks pretty much in every corner these days. You know, meeting somebody uh, for even 20 minutes and just standing in line and ordering a cup of coffee. First of all, it's less expensive for a business meeting than it is for either lunch or dinner. And it takes less time and it, it's an easy out if ultimately there isn't a connection or a spark there for the two people and you realize it's probably not the best communication or, or meeting we're having, but it, it, it provides opportunities to be in person. So we, we kind of take for granted how important it is to sort of help others, to communicate with others, to pay it forward, all of that really helps with mental health. People who suffer from depression, anxiety, which I did for years, so much of that is very insular. You can focus very much on yourself and your own needs. And if you can find a way to look outward towards others and focus on others' needs, that really kind of draws you away from that sadness and that despair that sometimes uh, follows some of us. So uh, the idea that we've been living in sort of a cocoon for a long time, and it's become a habit because, you know, habits take about 30 days to develop and we've been in school for about two plus years. So yep. it's a habit not to go out to dinner as much as we used to. It's a habit not to travel. It's a habit to go to fewer vacations. It's a habit not to actually meet somebody, but rather call them or even text them or maybe not do anything at all. And become a habit to watch much more Netflix and be much more active on social media. Uh, these are all habits we have to be one, appreciate that they're now habits and find ways to find a balance. You know, I think the future is a hybrid model. It's live and virtual. Uh, but I think right now we still live largely in the virtual world and we have to kind of move and swing the pendulum in the other direction. Yeah, I so agree. And I love the fact that you're bringing up not only that we have to be very um, uh, mindful of it, making the time, finding the time, you know, carving out the time, but to do it not only for our own self, but to help others. And I, I wrote down, you said to help others, to communicate and coordinate together with others and to pay it forward. And those are the things that you're right, when we have been so isolated or we found that we can just put our nose down and work, 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 work through the day and have a Zoom call here and there, that yes, we know we're missing things out, but there's other people that are losing the opportunity of our connection as well. And those are the things that bring us back to a sense of community again. Yeah, absolutely. I recommend people sit down with their virtual Rolodex or whatever contact list they have and reach out to people and say once a week, maybe even twice a week, I'm going to meet somebody for coffee. Um, twice is obviously better. And, and so for the cost, so for like 100 meetings, you know, it's really not that expensive over a cup of coffee. It's a fairly uh, small marketing budget and things happen when you're meeting with somebody in person. They may refer you something, you may refer them something, they may put you in contact with a third party. Um, you know, so much of business people get is really through personal connections and personal relationships. Uh, especially, you know, if you're in the service profession, whether you're a doctor, a lawyer, or accountant, a lot of that is by word of mouth. And if you're just sitting at your desk uh, and you're not doing much else, 
um, it's hard to develop those relationships until we can more work and grow your business. Yeah, absolutely. And it doesn't take much to have a big impact without a doubt. Well, I appreciate your, um, your insight on that. I think it's a great reminder for us all that you're right. This has now become a habit and to change what we're doing, it's going to take our effort, just like it took our effort uh, two years ago, that it's going to take a different kind of effort to get back into uh, the world. And it doesn't have to be the same way. We don't have to network all the same ways we did before. We can be more creative and find different ways that really appeal to us. So, uh, which reminds me, it's time for me to find a running buddy at lunchtime again. <laughs> That's what I need. Someone to get me out and get exercising without a doubt. Well, Frank, we're going to have all of your contact information on our show notes, including the links to your books. And believe me, there's a ton of them. It, it looks like on your website, a lot of them can be accessed free as well. Yeah, I think most of them are, almost, I think 20 of them or so are. Excellent. So uh, what's the best way for people to find you if they aren't yet uh, sitting down to go look up the show notes? Uh, well, you can find me on my website, I mentioned earlier, MiamiMentor.com, where you'll find my books are free and training videos and forms, and you can follow me on LinkedIn. I have about 62,000 followers, and I post daily, and uh, most of my comments are directed to lawyers, but some are just generally for business people, and hopefully you find that helpful and valuable. Excellent. Well, before we go, do you have any last words of wisdom or pearls of advice for my listeners and viewers? Well, again, keep in mind that we are now in sort of a new paradigm. We are sort of hopefully in a post-COVID world, and we have to be very cognizant of the habits we created, both good and bad, keep the good ones and try to change the bad ones. Amen to that. Frank, thank you so much for letting us know a little bit about your background and inspiring us and reminding us that habits to change take uh, effort on our part. It's been a pleasure having you with us today. Thanks so much for having me. It's a pleasure. My thank you for joining us on another episode of the Shock Your Potential podcast. Learn more about us today at shockyourpotential.com, including details on Michael's two best-selling books. Tell me more how to ask the right questions and get the most out of your employees and sales mixology. Why the most potent sales and customer experiences follow a recipe for success. And as always, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and like us today.